0: This is Pastor Matt Harmless from Edgewood Church, and you're listening to Edgewood Sermon Audio. This is sermon number 42 from the Gospel According to Luke, and in the sermon you will hear Luke chapter 8, verses 16, 17, and 18. This was originally preached on November, I'm sorry, on October the 31st, Reformation Day, Thank you for listening to Edgewood Sermon Audio, I hope, as always, this is a blessing to you. I'm going to read three verses, and then I am going to pray, and this is our passage for today. Luke chapter 8, verses 16 through 18. No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a jar, or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand, so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Take care, then, how you hear. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he thinks he has, will be taken away. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I do want to thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you for your word. Thank you for all who are present this morning. I would ask now that you would guide and direct um, everything from the thoughts of my mind to the thoughts of the minds of those that are in here to the way the words are presented to the ideas that are conveyed Lord I pray through all of those things your truth would shine like a light in this room this morning Lord that we wouldn't cover it up but let it instead let it do its work I pray these things now in your name. Amen. Now, I'm going to start this morning by a reminder. So I'm going to remind you of some stuff from last week, okay? Because it's important to understand there's something about this one section, and so it's important to understand this part from last week, how it flows into this week. In fact, if you look at those three verses together, verses 16, 17, and 18... In and of themselves, if I were to take them by themselves, there's actually more than one possibility of a way that we would look at those things. But in this particular case, in fact, I'm going to show you in a minute, some of these things that Jesus says, this isn't the only time he says them. Sometimes he says them in a different context, so therefore it has a different way to handle it. Okay. Um, this particular week as I was going through this, I realized every, every once in a while I have some time where I I, I feel the frustration of being a bivocational pastor, because this particular text, sometimes it's not till after I've looked and read and done all the things that I start to go, oh, wait a minute, now this is actually, finally, I'm starting to get a grasp on what this is about, and it's frustrating when it happens late in the game, where I really start to to get it, but that's what happened this week, and so I'm going to present this to you in the way that we can look at, and I think that the context is important, so I'm going to start with the context, Okay. The background to this. Where this is coming from. Because it's going to be important for how we read these verses. I think after we do that. As we go through these three verses. Each one of them has a different point. Okay. And the points are going to be. This is what you should do. And this is basically the next tier. This is why you should do this. Okay. So they're a bit of a warning. Captured in this. So let's go back and review. And so I'm going to put on my teacher mode. Okay, you guys remember from last week. So went out to sow his seed. As he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it, and some fell on the rock. As it grew up, withered away because it had no moisture. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into the good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So some lands on the path. Okay, you guys, ready to participate? That's not that's not a good sign. <laughs> you guys ready to participate? Crickets. Okay, All right, let's try that again. You guys ready to participate today? Yes. Okay. So uh, some lands on the path. What happened? And just feel free to say it out loud. Don't say, and don't say it like this. Don't go. Oh, I think. You're right. Okay. Just kind of just blurt. Okay. It's okay if you blurt something and somebody else blurts the same thing. It's okay. If you blurt something that's completely wrong, we're not going to all point and look at you, okay, and laugh. Now, some people might be tempted to do that, but we're not going to do that, okay? So, the sower sows the seed. Well, let me start with this question. What, what was the seed according to this passage? Word of God. Easy. Good. Great. You guys did pretty good with that one. All right. Some lands on the path, and there's a couple things, two things that happen here when it lands on the path. What are the two things that happen? Birds eat it as one. What's the other thing? Gets trampled underfoot, right? So it gets trampled underfoot. Birds eat it. So the, some of the seed lands on the path, and it, not, nothing happens. The birds pick it up. People that are walking by, they just walk on top of it. Nothing happens with the seed. Uh, some lands on some what we think of as stony ground or shallow soil, and uh, what happens with these seeds? They wither away, don't they? In this passage right here, and it gives us a reason why because they had no moisture. I shared with you last week that when Matthew shares this story, he gives a little bit more information on this one. Matthew actually gave less information on the previous one. He didn't say anything about the being trampled underfoot. He just talked about the birds plucking it, right? But this one, we see a little bit uh, more information from Matthew where he says what? He says uh, that the reason why it withered away because of no moisture is because it didn't have something. Roots. Um, Those roots weren't able to dig down deep and so through those hard times, right, that plant doesn't have that resource to grow from okay welcome to church this is not this is not a big church where you can just sneak in and nobody says anything this is we know we saw you <laughs> you're tardy that's right you're tardy get a pass check mark, check mark. demerits donnie the hall monitor all right, uh, let's see here. The next one, some lands on soil that has, there's something else growing there, or at least it grows up at the same time. What else, what else do we see here? Thorns, right? And uh, because of those thorns, it, it seems like it grows up, but what, what happens to it? Choked out. Never comes to maturity. It gets gets choked out. All these other plants are growing. Some lands on some good soil, and what does it do? Yeah, grows, bears fruit. Okay, Now, after Jesus told this parable, we know that the disciples said, want, want to know a little bit more about it. He gives a reason why he does those things. He talks to the disciples about the, the telling of parables isn't like an illustration. If I tell an illustration, it's try to make something a little bit more clear. A parable has a different purpose, according to Christ, in this passage. He says the telling of the parable is to do two things. One, so those, some will hear it and understand, but there's others that's actually meant... So that it will fulfill a prophecy that there are some who have ears and they don't hear. And this parable can have that effect on them. He then goes into an explanation. So the, the disciples have ears. They're trying to hear. And so he goes into this explanation. He says, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe, may not believe, and be saved. And the ones of the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have, and here he throws in the part about the root, they have no root. They believe for a while, and in time of testing, they fall away. So the seed is the word of God. What were the birds? The devil. There's another another character at play as I stand up here and I preach, or you hear the word of God in any sort of context, when God's word goes out, like the sower sowing the seed, whether it's you reading it or hearing it on the radio or listening to a podcast, or specifically, I think one of the key, most important things is to hear it in this context in the local church. And as you hear the word of God presented, right, the word of God sometimes there's another character at play, not just me and not just you. Sometimes the devil says, "I'm going to snatch that up." I think that possibly there's some little trampling on our parts, but the word gets snatched away and it has no impact on you whatsoever. The seed plucked away by the birds. I describe this soil as hearts that are hardened and indifferent. And I want to today not just to say hearts, I want to say listeners. Some of you as listeners are can be hardened and indifferent. Now, I want to throw in here as well, we talked about on Sunday that this is meant to be taken as an overarching, this is how that we can consider different people are these different kinds of listeners. But I also think, as we talked about on Wednesday night, that it's good for us. In fact, what you find in reading through these things that good listeners, there's something that they do with things like this. I'll give you an example. Back when I used to teach at a Christian school, one of the things that I used to do is if a kid said, why should I do this homework? I never, when I was at a Christian school and teaching Christian school, I never said, well, because you want to get good grades and, and, and then you, so you can go to college and get a good job. And just, I never did that. In fact, sometimes I said, you know, some people will tell you this. And I said, I, that's, not, that's not the important thing. Here's why you should work hard on this homework assignment. Because whatever you do ought to be done to the glory of God. And I point them to the scripture. This is, why, this is why you should do that. And so every once in a while, and you guys are going to find this hard to believe. In my math class... When I was at the Christian school. I would go on a rant. No. Yeah. Can you believe that? And I, I would. Sometimes. Every once. Or at least once a year. I would lose an entire math class. To getting off on this tangent. Of. Th- this is why you do these things. Just. Okay. That's not true. It happened quite often. In fact. The kids. Told me. After a few years of being a teacher. At one particular Christian school. They, they knew. My tendencies, so they would. Be, try to ask questions. That they knew. Would get me On my tangents but i was onto their game but i i would i would go down this rabbit trail and i go down this path but for me it was it was a strong purpose because it's not just about the the math uh i used to have kids that would say i want to be a missionary someday talking about being missionaries i'd be a missionary and i'd say i'd say you you want that responsibility you're not even doing god god gave you a little responsibility you're not doing it why do you think he'd give you that one they're like what are you talking about like God is giving you these things to do now right now one, one thing do your homework Did you do your homework? No, I didn't. Why didn't you because I didn't want to I said what what makes you think Right, so I get off on these little tangents every once in a while in class and it never failed In fact, there's one student in particular that always comes to mind. I think you know where i'm going with this There's one I would go down this street and i'll be honest there was in my head I'm thinking there's some kids in there that needed to hear this speech right there's some kids that never did their homework on time, and when they did, they rushed through it. And I was like, part of me is like, going, man, I just want them to hear it. And, and I don't do this at church. I never, like, focus in. But, man, I did it in the classroom. I was like, look right at them. <laughs> <laughs> so you should be doing this because, right? And I would just kind of zone in on them. And, but it never failed. The ones that I was like, man, I hope they hear it. Right? But it never failed. There'd be this, this one student, m- one of my most diligent workers. And there may have been one time in the last year that she hadn't, her name was uh, Amanda Clapel, I think is what her name was. She would, she would have this, like, she always had it on time, but there would, one time, and she'd come up afterwards. Mr. Holmes, tears. <laughs> But you know what, I listen and I go, this is precisely what a good hearer does. A good listener takes it to heart. And you know what, as much as I was like, "Man, that wasn't, <laughs> you're doing awesome. <laughs> you do all your homework. But I know, but this one time I was working through it and I didn't know how to do this one question. And I just copied this one time. T- I copied that last question from my friend, because I couldn't figure it out. But I wanted to have it complete, and so I copied it. Now, after I copied I tried to figure out what they did so I would understand it. But I, I did, I, I copied it. And maybe I shouldn't have copied it. I'm like, no, you're fine. But that's what a good hearer does. Every, a good listener takes what's presented to heart and s- starts to examine Is there any part of me that's like that? And so that's what we did on Wednesday night. We start, I said, what, what about... What does this look like, not in the overall scheme of a person's life, but each individual time you listen? Could you be this listener that tramples it underfoot, and the devil comes along and plucks it away? And a good listener does that naturally. Okay? A good listener says, is that me? Do I? And, and many times a good listener will go, there's Ellen— Good listener doesn't always, now, I know that sometimes we look at something, we, we go, man, that, that helps me understand this person, or that helps me understand. And some of these, when I study this parable, I go, I clearly see this person is responding to this, and it actually helps me understand what's going on in their heart. But a good listener, even if they're analyzing those things, their primary concern is, is there, you know, I'm a little bit like that too. That's what we're talking about in these passages, Let's see here, the second one, the stony ground. I described the stony ground as one who was shallow and superficial. And the good listener, when they hear these things, they go, is that ever me? Has that been me? If you see in your life times where the word of God springs up and then it withers out. When a time of testing comes and it springs up and then it withers out. When a time of testing comes and it springs up and that's been the course of your life. You ought to go, that's me. Now... The description there that I've used, shallow and superficial, let me ask you a question. If you hear that and you go, that's kind of like me, and then I use the description, shallow and superficial, does that feel good? Nobody answered. uh, uh, If you start to recognize yourself in something, and then somebody describes that, but you go, that's kind of like me. And then the pastor goes, this person I'd like to describe as shallow and superficial. And you go, you're not going to go. You're going to go, ouch. Well, I don't want to be a shallow, superficial person. But, but a good listener then, and this is where we're going with this next part. The good listener, though, hears that and goes, now that hurts. That's painful. And we we'll use the word here that's important for when we get to this next part. That revealed something in me. I, I don't want to ignore that. Let's take a look at the next one here. We're reviewing I just went past here. As for the ones that fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. So here you have the person who's amongst the thorns. What, were the, what are the thorns? There's three things that are listed there. What are they? Do you see them? Oh, It's not up there. Go on the way, choke by, the, by what? Cares, Riches, pleasures of life. They choke those things out. I describe this person as one who's preoccupied and distracted. I think this is a huge issue in our world today. We have many who hear the word of God, but it never grows to fruition. And I think this describes so many of us exactly why. There's a hundred other things we got going on up here and residing on the throne here. And when it comes, when put, how do they say it, when push comes to shove, the weeds are going to win. The thorns are going to win. But then there's some who are, have room for root growth. Each time we listen, we ought to be asking ourselves, what kind of listener am I? As we move on to new passages, you ought to be having these kind of thoughts in your head from this point forward. What kind of listener am I? This is an interesting topic to discuss because we want you to listen. But we're talking about what it looks like to listen. And so we're talking about it. You have to take these things to heart be like that girl that says let's ignore everybody else every other description of every other person just ask yourself this morning as we continue through here which one of those have i been maybe not overall but have there been times i've been the the path have there been times i've been i think many of us if we're honest would say there's been many times we've been that one that's got the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life are choking out what the word of god is trying to grow up and do and produce in our lives now, now with that context, let's dig into, because Je- Jesus goes right from that to this next statement. He says this. No one, I-, I love the simplicity of this. This is not a parable. This is more of what we would call a proverb, a, a similitude. It's a s- saying of the wise. And what does he say here? Nobody, no one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a jar and puts it under the bed, but puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. That is exactly what we do with lights, isn't it? Nobody goes, man, I'm going to light this light and then puts it inside of something so it has no... What's the purpose of the lights? So you can see. That's why you do it. No one goes, man, we need a light in here. Okay, light it up. Okay, now I'm going to hide it. No, who does that? It makes no sense. It's ridiculous and stupid. Now, this is not the only time that Jesus uses this... Statement. let me share some others with you in mark we hear it here now this one is almost identical so i'm going to read through it real fast it's almost the exact same thing it's in fact i'm pretty sure it came from the same uh teaching of christ that he did okay so listen to it he says he said to them Is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand for nothing is hidden except to be made manifest nor is anything secret except to come to light if anyone has an ear to hear let him hear he said to them pay attention to what you hear the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given. And for the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And as we go through this passage, you're going to hear those same ideas spoken about again. We also see something very similar in Matthew chapter 5, where Jesus is preaching the Sermon on the Mount. Listen to what he says here. You're the light of the world. Now, this this time, the context is different. Now, I'm sharing, by the way, I'm sharing these verses with you because this is what... This is what helped me. So I'm taking you on a little journey of learning. Okay? So here, listen, listen for that same part about the, the light, but it's used in a different way. But there's going to be something that's the same. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus is talking about going out into the world. We, we, we heard this today, light and salt, right? We've got to go out, be a light to the world. He says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. And here it is. Listen, you see it? Nor, nor do a people light a lamp and put it under a basket. but on a... See, this is just a piece of common wisdom. Light has a purpose. You ought to use light for its purpose. In this context, he's talking about being a light to the world. And Jesus uses this statement of the wise. So nobody uses a light this way. Gives light to all in the house in the same way. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. Same statement, but a different focus. But what's the same? Light has a purpose, and the purpose is to shine. Okay? Okay. Let me give you another one. Jesus actually, in Luke, Jesus uses this again. Luke chapter 11. Here it is again. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it in a cellar or under a basket, but on a stand. See, there it is again. Phrase is a little bit different, but is he saying the same thing? Yeah. So that those who enter may see the light. The light has a purpose. People don't put it in things or hide it. They put it out. Let it do its thing. Let light be light. Light's purpose is to reveal and to let us see, and to reveal things, right? A, this is what the purpose of light is. In this case, it's not about mission work. It's not about out shining a light to the whole world. In this case, it's about what's going on in here. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it is bad, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, be careful, lest the light in you be darkness. Then your whole body is full of light. Having no, having no uh, part dark, it will be wholly bright, as when a lamp with its rays gives you light. So again, he's talking about light. So in some context, Jesus can use this phrase to say light has a purpose. Use it for what its purpose is. Sometimes it's to shine out to all the world. Sometimes it's to reveal stuff in here. The question we have is, what is the purpose in our text? Why did Jesus use this statement? But let's focus on the key here. No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a jar or puts it under bed Puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. Light reveals. In our context, so this is our first point. Then we're going to get to a little bit more. It's going to uncover a little bit more. You ready for this? Light purpose, let light do its thing. Light reveals things. Do you remember a moment ago when I said, that seems shallow and superficial? Remember what word I used? Maybe that may have revealed something. This is precisely what happens many times through the course of coming to church hearing the preaching of the word sometimes it happens when you're in a counseling session with somebody sometimes it happens when you're just talking to your christian brother and sister and you go i'm struggling with this and they go they go you know you probably shouldn't be mad about that i mean when we go that step and we speak truth and the word of god comes out it reveals something and let's be honest is it always fluffy hardly ever Light coming into us and revealing things about our life. God's truth can many times, and the reason for that is because we're sinners. We're, we're full of those things, but God is revealing those things in us. And so, so this, But Jesus' point here is, he talks about listening. His ne- very next statement is, let the light, let the truth do its thing. It's going to do something. Let it do its thing. Don't get it, no, I'm on to hide under a bushel. Right, you, got, you might need to revert back into your childhood years and go, no. So when you're here at church and you hear those things and something is said, or maybe it's not even coming from me, but it's, it's just somebody else in the, you're talking or you're sharing or you're, you're thinking about it. Or maybe I say something. You've ever had this happen? The pastor says something, but it leads you on your own little rabbit trail. It's okay. Because sometimes those lead down something and all of a sudden you have that little light bulb moment. And that's even what we call them, isn't it? The little light comes on. And you go, oh. And many times God's revealing purposes Are for you to go That's a problem That's a problem right here No one Misuses light Light has a purpose Let the light shine into your heart The very next verse Gives us a why I like this why Think about what Jesus is saying here for nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that not will, man, will not be known and come to light. Here's the reality. If you ever in your life, God's word opens up and reveals something about you and you go, wow, that's selfish. Or, wow, that's stubborn. I'm stubborn in that part of my heart. Or, wow, that's, that's pride sitting there. Or, wow, that... If you go well i'm just going to kind of ignore it and you take that light and you put it under a. Right Here's the reality Do don't miss this There is coming a day When every Thing is going to come to light you can't avoid it You may think in your head i'm i can kind of put this on the back burner all back burner things will be eventually brought to the Forefront Right, you can stick it on the back burner all you want. Eventually, it's going to, whatever you got in there is just going to start burning and it's going to stink up the whole house. And if it doesn't happen here, there's a then. And one of the keys, because the way Jesus uses this, every time Jesus goes in this direction about secret things, he's talking, and I'm going to use the word eschatological, end times. See, you might put it off now. You might put it off again. You might put it off this time. But there is a day coming. Every secret thing will be revealed. Jesus is saying, let light do its work because it's going to do its work someday no matter what you do. So let it do its work now. Let it do its work because nobody, I mean, that's the purpose of it. Let it do its work. Let it do it now because there's going to come a day. And this day that's coming, we know from other texts, this day that's coming is a day that does not have redemption attached to it. When light comes now There's opportunity for repentance and redemption But there's a day that's coming Where if you put it off to that day And the light reveals then My friend it is too late for redemption And all that will remain is judgment on that day So let light do its work Because it's going to do its work eventually So let it do its work now because one day it will. The third verse here is also another point of warning. See this whole if there's anything I've learned from what I'm what I'm studying right now, this whole how we listen thing should not be handled lightly. Jesus says take care how you hear. Think about how you hear. Too many of us are lazy Listeners Just Lazy Listeners And God is opening up the light In how many of us we just go Right Don't be a lazy listener In fact that's the very next thing he says here Take care then Take care Be careful then How you hear I'm going to be honest I would not be shocked if some of you didn't even, have never even put any thought before into how you hear. Now you know, at least, if there's nothing else you hear today, know this statement. You ought to take care, you ought to think about how you hear. You ought to be purposeful in your hearing. You ought not to come to church to hear the preaching of the word casually. You ought to come here and, and be thinking. There's, there's ways you can do be, take care of how you hear. I, I think some simple things you can do. Before you, like we pray We pray for the service when you get here. That shouldn't be the first time you've prayed about that today. I, I, would, I would appreciate it personally. But I think also, for your own sake, you ought to be praying before you get here. Lord, let those words that Matt has prepared, let them be the truth that I need to hear today. And help, help him, Lord, to el- eliminate Matt and, and that he, like John the Baptist says, he, he must increase but I must decrease. So, Lord, let, let there be a lot of you today and, I mean, and, and if possible, no Matt seeps through. Let it be you that I hear. And you ought to be praying that before you get here. Don't be a casual, careless listener. Be purposeful about it. Come here and go, I mean, get, get ready. Let me give you a second thing you can do. Not just praying beforehand. Something else you can do. Some of you are doing this all the time. We got those little Luke. Who's got their little Luke journals? We got some of them. Oh yeah. See how many? That, those things. are. You don't have to have the Luke journal. I'm not like a salesman for Luke journals, <laughs> I'm trying to get you to buy them. Okay. I get no profit from that. Um, but there, there's there's something about. Now, now some of you have different ways of doing it. I, I have found different times in my life, I have, to, I have to focus different kinds of ways. And if you guys know me at all, you know that focus is not one of my strong suits. Okay? But there's things you can do to focus. Some of you, you need to take notes to focus. It helps you. I, I've had times where I've like, I got to write things down right away to, so i remember them. But there's been other times, sometimes when I'm listening to preaching, I go... I love it when the pastor says, hey, if you want any of these notes, I'll give them to you later, or the quotes up here. Don't worry about trying to jot them out. Sometimes I've had to just go, I'm just going to put everything aside. I'm just going to focus, right? Just focus in what they're saying. I just, so so there, there's different ways, but however it works for you to be purposeful in how you hear. Not just praying before Him, but while you're here. Like come into the room and go, okay, all right, songs are great. Appreciate the musicians. That was awesome, wonderful. Help put me in... A mode or spirit but but right now i've, I've been hoping for a mir- miraculous thing to happen and i'm going to believe that god in spite of all of us sinful people he's going to deliver something at least something for me today and i don't want to miss it and if you have that purposeful attitude i'm telling you if you just come in and be careful all right but let's listen to what Jesus has to say, "Take care then how you hear." I gave you two ways you could be more careful in how you hear. But in this final statement, I want you to realize. I think, I think what Jesus wants us to hear from this is you can look for the signs of whether or not you've been a good listener. Now we saw some zero, we saw some of those earlier with the seed and those things. But but even at this point, I think I think that part of this is. Well, am I letting the light do its thing? Just take care of you here. It's going to seem unfair to some of you. But Jesus says it's not the only place that this is talked about. The one who has, more will be given. and From the one who has not, even what he thinks he has will be taken away. Now, we see this played out on a daily basis weekly basis monthly basis people who are regularly in the word what they have and to what they have more is given some of you know this experientially with yourself as you've delved into the word of god you found grab my bible here you found not instead instead of going okay i made it through this thing i think i get the gist of it you're actually going i thought i knew something before i'm just scratching the surface And then you start digging into it more and study more. And you're like, whoa. I thought I was smart then. I thought I knew something about the Bible then. I've just started. And then you dig some more and you read some more and you learn some more. And some people are looking at you like, man, you are a Bible scholar. But any, I'm telling you, every single Bible scholar I've ever met has said the same thing. I barely know. (laughs) I barely scratched the outer rim Of the truths of God That are just found here I'm just starting To get it To those who have More is given And the more that they have the more they realize There there is to have There's a wealth In fact I don't think I'm out of line In saying there's an infinite Reality Of who God is And this is just getting us started one who has, more will be given. And there's many, many, many that more, and you know this firsthand experience. We've also seen some, and maybe this has been you. You ever, you ever gotten away from it for a while? That ever happened? get away from it, maybe a couple days in a row, maybe it turns into a week. I don't know if you've noticed this, but now, by the grace of God, only, only by his grace, when I've gotten away from it, have I been brought back to it. But there's been times where I've walked away from this, just little bits here and there. And you know what I have found repeatedly happens? As I get away from it, my first things that start to happen is I first start going, I didn't... Like, I, I'm not sitting there going, boy, I really need it. Sometimes I'm just going, I'm good. And, and the the further, in fact, the further away from you get, the more you think... And sometimes people will look at the, that text of Scripture and they go, there might be something in there for me. I've known many people that have come, they, they come back and they're like, I want to know. And they, they, they think, I've, I've had people literally say, I think I pretty much got it. I just need, I'm having trouble with this one little thing. What? what how, how do they get, what? I mean, here you got the Bible scholars going, I'm barely scratching the surface of the infinite wealth of God. And you got people that... that could you name one verse? I, I, I think there's one verse I know, but, and it, like, but I, I pretty much got it. How's that happen? Right here. If you're sitting there going, yeah, I probably need to do this every once in a while, you may be falling into that category. The scary thing about this verse is the ultimate nature of it, again, is alluded to. Those who have, those who are, it's like that, it's like that girl again. Let me go back to her again. She was already doing an outstanding job. By far better student than I ever was when I was a student. But even with the the wealth of the way she worked at things, she still saw when when some, she she recognized what could change in her and more was given. She, She grew as a student produced She's actually very She's invested in God's ministry today She just loves the Lord She's Her and her husband I don't even know what her name is now But I've seen her on Facebook We know everybody on Facebook Involved in ministry More has been given But the ones that have not There's still an ultimate nature to this You see that there at the very end At some point it's all taken away And I, I like how he throws in there, even what he thinks he has will be taken away. Let light do its work. It's going to do its work eventually anyway. And this third warning, what are we saying here? When you're letting light do its work, because it's going to do its thing anyway, you're going to see that the more light you get, the more you're going to get. And the more that's going to be revealed. And the more you're going to see. And the more you're going to observe. It just, it just floods every part of your existence. The true light of the word of God is going to flood every part of who you are. But the moment you start taking a step away from that, what's going to happen? There's just a reality to it. If you turn away, maybe it's missing this here, missing this there, not reading your Bible on the day. Whatever it is, the less you delve into it, the less you're going to get... And what you have, you start to lose. I mean, let's be honest. Some of us, that's how we operate anyway, as age (laughs) sets in. We start to lose what we got. But in a very real way, this is a promise of God, a hard promise. That if you don't invest yourself into the truths of the word of God, let light do its thing. As you walk away from it, you're going to have less and less of what it has until you get to the point. You can get to a point where you... You think you got something, and you actually don't have anything of God growing in you. That's a scary, hard reality, is it not? So today, let's be good listeners. As you hear what's been spoken today, I want you to just think to yourself, Lord, what do I need to do? What part of this planted itself in me? What seed of truth, Lord, let it grow. Let it do its thing. All right, I'm going to pray, and then I think you guys, while well, I'm praying, if you guys want to go ahead and come up. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. I thank you, God, for your light that's shining. Lord, I pray that it would do its work, that it would reveal in our hearts who we are, what's what's hidden in those nooks and crannies, what might need to be overturned and revealed to the light. Don't let us cover up the light. Instead, let the light shine. Let's Put it up on a stand in our hearts and let it shine. Lord, I pray that it would shine to others around us. But Lord, let it do its work of revealing in us today. Lord, don't let us shut it down. Lord, we want your light to do its work today. I pray these things now. Because of what Christ did on the cross for us the redemption he offers through his shed blood that you would hear this prayer and answer today in christ's name amen